You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 143. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, or 143rd time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. If you want to connect with me on social, I can be found at Tiff South. That's Tiff with two Fs on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow the show's account at how does underscore she do it. And while you're listening to this episode, if you get a gem, if you are inspired by something you you hear, or if you just want to let people know that you're listening, take a screenshot and mention Tiff South in your story, and I will repost you to my stories. Thank you so much in advance. And also, if you haven't had a chance to do so, please leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is available on all types of platforms. You know that because you might not be listening on Apple Podcasts. So um, I look forward to reading your review. Much appreciated. What it does is it helps get the show out there helps people know that the show is impactful. And especially because I've had, I've been on a bit of a break, people will, it will now kind of get back on, on the radar for these podcast readers. So thank you in advance. And now let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending the Bible app by YouVersion and reading study plans with your friends. This is, if I showed you the number of plans that I have signed up for on my own that I have not finished, it would be, it's, an, it's embarrassing. But whenever I am invited to a plan with a, with a friend of mine or with a group of friends, or even when I do, when I am the one who starts the plan and invite others to do it, I am more engaged. It is really nice to be able to see the way that reading scripture impacts other people when you're reading the same thing. Things that stand out to other people might not have stood out to you in the same type of way, but it's also just really nice to be in community. One of the things that we're supposed to do as believers is to not be isolated in our faith, but to help build our faith by being connected to other believers and sharing the gospel and talking through scripture and talking through things, struggles, challenges that we have, testimony that we have, all those types of things. And the version app is a really great way to do that. And so I encourage you to download the, the app if you if you haven't. It's version Y OU version Bible. It looks just, it's really the the most popular Bible app, I think. It might be one of the most popular apps in the Bible store, period. In, in the Bible store. It might be one of the most popular apps in the app store period, but it is definitely by far the most popular Bible app. And it has something for everyone, no matter where you are on your journey. If you have questions, if you have doubts about your faith, all those types of things. So I highly encourage you to, to download that app, but also to find a plan that speaks to you. And if you can find one that you can invite a friend to do and, that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts.
In episode 42, I reviewed some of the lessons that I learned in 2020 and kept it as short as I could really, because there were, I had a list of like 12 lessons that I wrote down as part of the best year ever review by Michael Hyatt. And one of the things that I talked about was the, was sort of the process and embracing the process and being engaged with the process. And that was kind of connected to something that I had been listening to. And I realized after the episode that how to embrace the process is number one, something that I am asked about often, but it is not something that is, it's not something that you know how to do automatically, so to speak. Right. And it is such an important part of what we have to do as people who listen to podcasts, as people who are focused on growing in your faith, as people who are ambitious, who want to grow in their careers, as people who want to do well by other people, if you are committed to professional development, you know, personal growth, all those things, that means you are constantly recognizing that you are going through something that can lead to another outcome on the other side. That outcome might not be what you thought it would be. That outcome might not be the, um, it might not even be a necessarily a positive one, but there's an awareness required in order for growth and movement and progress to happen. And that awareness is about the process itself. And one of the things that I have been able to do for a really long time is and that I work really hard at doing when I get caught up in not doing it is recognizing the importance of walking through a season or walking through something because there's something on the other side. So what I want to talk about today is how to embrace the process and what are four things that you can do to embrace the process really wherever you are at any given season of your life. Because I realized that, like, like I said, people will talk about the process, the process, the process, but what does it look like to actually embrace it? What does it actually look like to try to weather whatever the process is well, so that you can get the most out of what is on the other side. And the first thing that you can do to embrace the process is understand the forest and the trees. If you have been listening to this podcast, you will have heard me probably mention this before. You'll probably have heard me tell this story before, but I'm going to tell it again in the event that you might not remember. When I was in grad school there, I had a professor who on the last day of class was giving us advice about how to think about our career, how to be successful, just last parting words before, before she sent us on our way to get our degrees. And one of the things that she said was don't miss the forest for the trees. And that was a phrase I had never, I didn't recall hearing that phrase before that point. And, and I didn't quite understand what it meant. And what she meant was you cannot miss the big picture for the things that are right in front of you. So if you imagine the visual of a forest, right? Hundreds or thousands of trees. And if you're just looking at the forest, if you're only looking at the big picture, then you 
can miss the details right in front of you. So if you're trying to not miss the forest, then you're trying not to miss the big picture for or as a result of only focusing on the details right in front of you. And why and that is that statement stands on its own. And I take that further by saying you have to understand the big picture and the details right in front of you when you're talking about embracing any process. One of the most difficult things to do is when you are in a challenging season to not have that challenging season be the only thing that you think about because you are trying to either get from hour to hour, day by day, week to week, month to month. And it is difficult when things are really, really hard to see that there is a, to number one, you might not even know you in a tunnel, let alone think that there could be a light at the end of it because there's so much other stuff blocking your view of what that light could possibly be. But when you are trying to understand the forest and the trees, one of the questions that, that I that I always ask in a season is as what, let me not say I always ask when I'm remembering. And when I'm in prayer, I ask God, what are you trying to show me here? Right? So in asking that question, you can, and in thinking about the forest and the trees, the forest, the big picture, right? That's the world. That's the season. That's the experience itself. And remembering that the forest, the big picture, the thing that you're going through, the process is temporary. Um, the process is meant to work together for your good, right? The forest could be your goals, your motivation, your why. It is the thing beyond the moment, right? It is the 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 bigger picture of what you are being shaped for or that you're moving towards. And it is often it is often so hard to see that when this big old, you know, pine tree is staring you in your face. Now the trees are your day to day, the trees help inform how the moment connects to the bigger picture. It's you connecting the dots. It's the value you add. It is the the thing that you do in a moment. It is the, the way that you are able to connect the small parts to the larger whole. And it is not always easy to do that, which is why you have to pray to, for, for God to help you do that, which is why I have to pray for God to help me do that. Lord, help me see the bigger picture right now. Help me remember what this is connected to. Help me to remember that all things work together for good to those for those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. It doesn't mean that it's always going to feel good. It doesn't mean that the outcome is always going to be good, but the ultimate end is always going to be be good if you are in Christ and if you are are focused on what you can take away from the moment and what you can take away from the moment to apply to the bigger picture. And so when you're talking about embracing the process, you have to work on understanding both the forest and the trees. The second thing that you want to do if you're trying to embrace the process is you have to review your goals often. Now, again, process can mean a number of different things. There are, we, we on any given day are, are involved in probably at least five or six different processes when it comes to different aspects and domains of our life, so to speak. But when you're talking about embracing the process, if you're thinking again about the big picture, the process is not about what's happening in the moment, 
being connected to and being aware of what your goals are, your longer term, be it quarterly, you know, yearly, or your five-year plan if you have one or or longer, remembering what those those short sort of longer timeline goals are is helpful to help you deal in the moment. So if a goal that you have is to lose X number of pounds by a certain date or to have a, you know, build up your strength by a certain amount, then you know that your actions in a moment can work towards that or can work, can work away from that goal. Right. And so what do I have to do if I've done something to move me closer to that goal? What does that look like? Or if I've done something to move me away from that goal, how then do I have to adjust later for that thing? So by reviewing your goals, often you are not relying only on your memory to keep you aware of the thing that you're working towards in the midst of the process, right? Michael Hyatt recommends that you review your goals that you write down every day now. And he's talking about yearly goals. He's not necessarily talking about your every single, you know, thing that you're trying to do in the next 10 years type of goals, but the goals that you have for the quarter or the goals that you have for, for the year to review those on a daily basis. I am not a, I do not do that. It might actually make, help me to do that. So that's something I need to work on myself, but I would recommend monthly at least right weekly. If you can, um, not necessarily daily, but ask yourself as you're thinking about your goals, how does what you are experiencing in the process today prepare you or get you closer to the goal that you're after. And when you can ask that question, it helps you gain perspective. And really when you're talking about embracing the process, it's really all about perspective because it is difficult. Again, going back to the forest and trees, it's really hard sometimes when you're looking, when you're in the middle of the forest to recognize that you are part of an, uh, you're in the middle of an acre of land, right? It's hard to see this bigger picture. So by asking, by praying to, by praying to the Lord, by taking time to think about that for yourself, it helps you say, okay, I can fight another day or, okay, this thing is really annoying me right now but here's something that I can take out of it that will carry me towards the next thing that I'm hoping to, to do or achieve. The third thing you can do to embrace the process is to articulate the lessons you are learning. Now, so not only know that you're learning lessons, but actually say them, write them down, identify them with specificity. And this is something that when you're thinking especially about if let's focus on careers for a second you go to work on a on some sort of basis right it could be weekly it could be daily whatever the whatever the thing is but you go to work and do so much so quickly if you try to think about right now what you have done in the last 6 months and think about all the things that you have gained. Just right now, trying to think about what you've done in six months, you will come up short. You will come up short in that you will forget things. You will come up short in that you will uh, overlook things. You will minimize certain aspects of the experience, or they might, or it might not even come up at all. Right. And the reason why articulating the lessons you are learning almost in real time or close to real time is so important. It's so that you can actually get the learning. 
so that you can have the opportunity to, when you're reflecting back on what you're, what you're going through or what you've gone through, that you can carry the benefit of the learning that you did. But we are so busy and it's not, it's, it's, it's just true. We are so busy doing so much so often that we will let months, years of a career go by and we have never stopped to assess what we have done. So as you are going through, I want you to do, and this is, this is one of the reasons why I created the leverage list, right? Is so that you can take the time to actually say, okay, well, what have I done? What have I learned? And I can tell you now in the last six months of me having the new role that I have, it has been, it really wasn't until a few weeks ago, did I actually take time to sit and write out what some, what are some of the things that I've achieved and what are some of the lessons that I've learned? Because when I tell you, I have gotten a crash course in leadership, in management, in managing up and managing across, in trying to think about what I, in in learning how to negotiate for what you need, in learning how to work with colleagues inside of a merger, all these types of things. I've learned so very much and I was learning it so quickly that I didn't even have time to really appreciate all the things that I've learned. So I finally have taken time myself to sit and say, okay, what have you gained here? How are you different than you were six months ago, three months ago, two months ago? And when you give your te- yourself the space and the time to articulate the lessons that you've learned, you are now putting yourself in a position to be able to apply those lessons forward, not only for yourself, but also to share them with other people. And when you see the thing that you've learned, when you can say, oh, I did learn that, it gives you, it adds confidence to how you approach the next phases of the process that you're in. So take time to articulate the lessons you are learning. And the fourth and final lesson that I'll share today about embracing the process and how to embrace the process is work on the art of surrender. I am, my name is Tiffany and I have control issues. This is one of the things that I have been working on with my therapist, it comes up very often, is it is this desire to control the outcomes of things that I do or situations that I am in, or by me doing X, then I believe that I'm going to be able to have some sort of emotional control over a situation. It, it comes up in a number of ways. What I have learned though, number one, is I've never actually been in control, despite God's grace of making me feel, (laughs) allowing me to feel like I am, number one. Number two, that by accepting that I am not in control, I can then surrender to the process. And when I say surrender to the process, I do not mean be resolved and just kind of throw your hands up, but surrendering, especially to the process of the work that Christ is doing in you, surrendering to the fact that you have a father in heaven who cares so much about you that he is not going to leave you nor forsake you. Surrendering to the reality that you are cared for and loved. And even in the midst of the trials and struggle and difficulty of the circumstance that you are dealing with in any given moment, that all will be well. And 
when you work on the art of surrender, you spend less energy in a tug of war for control that you don't have anyway. You spend less energy trying to understand or take the reins of things that are not within your control anyway. And I say art of surrender because it is something that takes time. It ebbs and flows. There are times where you will be in control of the decisions that you make, right? Those are things, that's something we can do every single day for the most part, right? There are going to be seasons when you have to have the reins, but always remembering that you are not in ultimate control. And by taking time to work on the art of surrender, you free yourself to be guided and led by God. And again, that doesn't mean that you are absolved of decision-making. That doesn't mean that you are absolved of, of choice or free will or anything of that nature. But when you work on the art of surrender, you can say, Lord, order my steps today. I know that you already order them, but let me move me out of the way so that you can take control of this conversation. Move me out of the way. Use your words and not mine in order to walk into this, into this, into this meeting at work. So I don't tell somebody off when I know that that's what I actually want to do. Help me to surrender to your will and your process such that your will will be done so that your direction for me will be the one that I walk in and that I willingly walk in. And, and, and sometimes we might not want to go in the direction, right? So I say willingly, even though I know that there will be seasons where you know something that you should be doing and you're not doing it or you're doing it begrudgingly. And that's, that is, that is what it is, right? But working on praying for asking for the ability to surrender helps you to embrace this bigger process of being shaped to be like Christ. Cause that is a lifelong work, right? <laughs> that is a lifelong work. And we have to die daily in order for that work to be seen through multiple times a day because we get caught up in X, Y, or Z, right? So work on the art of surrender and allow yourself to be shaped, allow yourself to be moved, allow yourself the freedom and the, um, and the gift of not having to be in control over everything. As a person who grew up the way that I did, with the ambitions that I had, I walked through so much of my life with this sense of control because I could move from semester to semester, from class to class, from job to job, believing that it was, it was my achievement that got me to where I was, that it was my only my discipline. Right. And yet all along, it was grace <laughs> that allowed me that, that even availed those opportunities to me so that I could make the decision to show up for them. Right. And that subtle difference puts a, it, it, it frees me of some of ego one, right. And you may have some of that in your own life that you have to think about, but it also frees me to know that I don't have to do this by myself right? I don't have to carry the weight of whatever the process is by myself because I am the child 
of a Lord who cares so much about me. I am a joint heir in Christ and I have all of the blessings in heaven, right? That is that it is that level of surrender, not only for the specific process that you are in, but to the larger, the larger reality of who we are as, as members of God's family that we have to work daily to embrace and accept for ourselves. So just a, a brief review how to embrace the process, four things that you can do to embrace the process. First, understand the forest and the trees. The forest being the bigger picture, the trees being the day-to-day, the small details of whatever you are experiencing. Number two, review your goals often. I won't say do it daily. If you can, God bless you because I am not there yet, but monthly or weekly if you can. Number three, articulate the lessons you are learning as you are learning them. Make time for yourself to reflect and review. Give yourself a few minutes a week just to do that quiet thinking just for yourself. And four, work on the art of surrender. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of How Does She Do It? Episode 143 is in the books. Thank you so much for listening to this point in the episode. Again, if you have not left a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app, I really encourage you to do so. I appreciate you in advance. And if you are listening to this and not driving or doing something dangerous, take a screenshot, share it to your stories, let people know uh, a gem or a takeaway that you have from the episode and make sure you tag me at Tip South and I will share it. And I am grateful for you. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Hey!